video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. The Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome to the penultimate episode of 2021 of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. What a year it has been. This week's episode will feature our take on the Game Awards, as well as the usual shitty platinum gaming movie, aka Christmas movie since it's December, and of course, pick of the week. We've also been watching Power On, the story of Xbox documentary over the last week, and we want to talk about the documentary itself and the history of Xbox in general. There'll be one last episode for this year next week, which will release Thursday the 30th of December at the usual three o'clock time, and that's going to be our top five games of the year, so make sure you listen out for that. And then, of course, we will be back in 2022 on the 6th of January, and we're going to look forward to the year ahead. Before we get into our awards this week, let's have a quick catch-up and check out this week's news and what we've been playing. Okie dokie. Also, hi, if you're new, I'm Jessica. And I'm Craig. Craig. Oh, Mandy. What a year. <laughs> well, in the festive spirit? Yes, always. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> fucking now gun, I the have fucking a machine gun. Isn't, is he? Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you remind me of a, a woman in Tesco I had earlier in the week. Oh. Uh, she was a bit of a Grinch and all. I'm a Grinch, right? Well, well, tell me about the woman first. I hardly think I'm a Grinch, for Christ's sake. Well, we were both excited about Christmas there, and then you oh, just okay. fucking sighed. Okay, stop blood of piss when you're on your own. <laughs> my cats are they going to get me presents, are they? <laughs> no, with that attitude. No, I know. <laughs> uh, I know, I was in Tesco uh, one morning when I was off, and... The woman ahead of me in the queue was trying to buy like a fun-sized bottle of vodka. It looked probably for like I don't know, like somebody's Christmas present or something like that in the office. It looked like. All right. And um, as she went to put it through, uh, the guy was like, "I'm I'm really sorry. It's uh, I can't sell you that till ten o'clock." And I was looking oh. at my phone. It was nine four eight. And like oh, I love, I love sake. when stuff like that happens, and it's not me because it's just I like seeing people's reaction. Aye, and, um, Please tell me she was okay about it. Well, it wouldn't be much of a story if she was no. okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine you did and you were like, and she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's the thing, right? So at first, like, she, like, before he said that she couldn't have this bottle of vodka, like, she was, like, dead posh and polite and uh, stuff like that. And he said, like, until things so, didn't I, go her way. I am sorry, I can't sell you that. And she just went, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, wow. This country is a fucking joke. What? Right? <laughs> Don't know why it was the country's fault. Uh-huh. So, and then she just stood there staring at him and he was like, he was, he was just a young boy as well. It was in Tesco, right? He'd clearly yeah. just been taken on for like, you know what I mean, the festive period or something like that. And he didn't know what to do and he's just looking at her. There's nothing he can do. The no. system won't let you probably do it. No, of course it won't. It wasn't his fault. But, uh, so she just stares at him and then she was like, 
and she took the bottle of vodka and she went and sat like behind the checkout so that she could just wait until 10 o'clock oh, right man. and she's staring an absolute hole in him oh, and uh, um, so I put my stuff up in the thing and then all of a sudden she's like on the phone to someone but she's been as loud as she possibly can she's oh. like yeah uh huh yeah I'm not I'm, I'm going to be about 15 minutes aye no this arsehole wow won't really? serve me until 10 o'clock She's she like, oh, honestly, she's staring right at me. And she was like, I mean, she was talking loud as it was, but she was like, this asshole. That's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> won't serve me drink. And I'm thinking, I nearly turned around myself and went, you realise that it physically won't go through the till? You muppet. And everybody still knows. Law. I know it's everybody knows the time. <laughs> everybody knows it's 10 o'clock. Surely, surely everybody knows. I think. think I would be more frustrated if it was like, I don't know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and you're thinking, shit, I've got an hour to wait. It's Aye. fucking ten minutes. Aye. I mean, yeah. and it's not the end be, of the she'll world. be thinking, and her mind, she'll be thinking, it's only ten minutes. Mm. But in reality, they'll trace that. If somebody did do that and put it through in a row, override mm. or something, yeah. they're going to get their knuckles Aye, wrapped for it. The law is ten o'clock. There's no leg to stand on for the guy to go... Oh, no. She was swearing at me. Yeah. If the guy <laughs> somehow managed to circumvent it, he'd have been sacked. Yeah, right. I, re- I actually remember also Tesco, not to give them a bad name. And to be fair, again, it, it's sort of the law, I think, but I was 17 years old with my dad in Tesco doing a, you know, a weekly shop. Yeah. He picked up a bottle of red wine for himself and the woman refused to serve it to him because I was there, because Ooh. he could have been purchasing it for me. What the and fuck? And he was like, my dad like rightly argued, like I think because I, I mean I'm not sure the legalities around that. So um, but that's like saying then that you can't like if I went to the shop with our seven year old child, well, that, uh-huh. that they'd be like, I'm not selling that bottle of vodka. That was you might ar- you might be tanning the wee man with it. That yeah. was his argument. He said, what if I was here with my son, who's well I'm supposed to be doing like ten at the time, Aye. like you know, and uh, but my dad was like, no, nah, just leave all, leaving all my shopping. I'm thinking, Dad, we actually need some food here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> our, our principal is leaving the whole trolley. Get to fuck. That's weird. That's a weird one. But yeah, that was my my first instance of festive outrage. Mm. Usually, you get some you mm. get some cracking. Like I genuinely feel for people that work in retail this week. Yeah. It's obviously not as bad as it once was with people sort of ducking for well, cover just now. Much returns. In, oh, there'll not be as much returns as usual in mm. the January. You know, usually shops have to deal with that. Mm. Like a lot of their setup is dealing with right. Let's fucking get ready for all the returns in January. Folk coming in with fucking pillows or. Toilet seats. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Just like this this doesn't work. Yeah. It it doesn't work, sir. How how in what way does the toilet seat not work? <laughs> it just <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier in the week, but we have a, a malfunctioning toothbrush, an electric oh, toothbrush, right. right? And I wakes up fucking five o'clock in the morning with this noise and I'm like, what? Oh, it's just going what the randomly. Fuck is that noise? I was just shitting myself, but I was like, he's sound asleep. And I was like, I'm gonna have to go and check. Mm-hmm. And I got to the top of the stairs and I could hear it was coming from the bathroom and I'm like, What's going on? And then opened the the cabinet where we keep them, and sure enough, Erin's toothbrush was like going mental. Uh-huh. <laughs> but of course, because because it was in its container, it was probably it making, making noise. even more of a noise than it normally would. That's really weird. Um, but yes, I contacted Oral B, and they have given me a twenty five pound voucher. Oh, so you that's know, cool. <laughs> that is, kind of is it exchangeable? Because it was a twenty five dollar voucher. I don't know. Yet. Exchangeable or the they voucher? Gave, the voucher they gave us was in dollars. Ah. Oh. Hmm. That's good. I mean, it's good to know Taking that, that you fucking monopoly money. 
if you get your way and actually like contact the company, they'll probably give you good customer whatever. service. Yeah, yeah. It's less, we didn't even ask as well. It's just no, the tweet. we just tagged them in the tweet and then they came yeah. back in. But it's good publicity for them, isn't it? Because we're now talking about it on a world-renowned podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. But it's less hassle for them. Probably just give in and go right there. You go. Yeah, because uh, it's probably they probably don't lose any money yeah. with that giving a gift out, do they? Exactly. Rather than maybe you kick them going. Well, it's just malfunctioning. Take it back to the shop, or that's bad publicity. I mean, I did say to them, it's a couple of year old, and she's dropped it multiple times. But then they still, you know, I'm thinking it's our fault. You know, I thank God they didn't want the old one back because it's in tatters. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, some games. What's been? Oh, can I just say there's been something? Oh, there's lots more before games. Uh, There's been something that's really annoyed me lately, and I don't know. You might have seen it. Could you? I don't know if you watch more TV than I do, but it's an advert, right? Right. And it's it's I'm seeing it on YouTube. Quite it's a sorry lot. to say you don't have a TV license. You, no, better, you better slow your roll. So it's, it's YouTube I've seen it on, but it's fucking doing my head in. I'm just going to repeat what it kind of says to you, right? And then I'll know right away if you've seen it or no, mm-hmm. right? Be aren, see aren, we are aren. Have you heard this fucking advert? No. Oh my god. I actually want to die if I hear it again. It's just like a fucking advert for Aaron, obviously. But the person that does the voiceover is so... (laughs) The most comedy Scottish voice ever. Yes, yes. Groundskeeper Willie times four. It's honestly like that. It's like, see Aaron, be Aaron, we are Aaron. And you're like, oh my God, who is this fucking person doing this? I can't, every time I hear it, I'm starting to get more and more worked up about it. There is, see, to be fair, there is some sort of fucked algorithm to do with like ads and stuff like that because we were the same member the Les Mills one mm-hmm. Les Mills and Demet I could have murdered somebody right yeah. during the pandemic Jess had even signed up for Les Mills so that she could get uh, her gym on while the gyms were shut so we even had the bloody product in every single YouTube video advert Les Mills on demand it's see when you've already paid for the fucking product yeah. and it's still trying to sell it to you every there, five minutes I feel like there should be a button that you know you can click and said I bought it leave me alone like uh, aye, I have, have now bought this get to fuck mm-hmm. should I I think I might have found it should I just play it like aye. quickly She's having a laugh. <laughs> be Aaron. See Aaron. Are you, are you Aaron yet? Are you, are you made it? That's, no, that's Millport. We're Aaron. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's it a nice place, yeah. aye. If you've that's never nice. been, it it's doesn't a fun need, day trip. It doesn't need that on top on no, it, though. That bad pub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with a, a message in from Graham. I don't know if this was via Twitter or I don't know if it's through oh, Twitter or, or, or the end of the podcast. Oh, you but, need to find um, it. He got in contact to ask uh, <laughs> who the fuck goes to the gym after 10 pm. So I don't know if I'd said that at the end of last week's podcast or if it was. No, on, you said you were off to the gym on Twitter. Um, but what, yeah, what it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair question. It's mm-hmm. not as if I'm over exerting myself, to be fair, though. We don't, we don't go and do a cardio session, it's just lifting some weights. No. It's not the. It's not the Monumental <laughs> uprooting that well, is. You're going to need to start the cardio seems. soon if you want to fit into your uh, your coat. My wedding dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. 
Well, that's the thing. I've been trying to get two games of football a week, but it's not really been happening. So I'm going to have to sellotape myself to a fucking cross trainer by the time it comes New Year. I'm going to need to get on to it. See what did happen. I don't even know if I told you about this. Uh, It was when we went to the gym last Tuesday after the uh, podcast. I went, I go with my friend Mark, and I went and picked him up, went to the gym, and we were mid set. I think we're doing bench press or something like that. And he's mid set, and a flipping dairy milk wrapper fell out his pocket and just <laughs> just floated onto the ground, and he hadn't noticed, right? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm bent double, uh, right? Just pissing just myself up, it. Uh-huh. and it like you know when it's empty, it just goes like that and kind of floats Aye. like a leaf to the bottom, and I was ending myself laughing. He's like, "What? What?" And I was like, "You better fucking hide that. You'll get barred." <laughs> <laughs> he's like fuck I was eating that on the way over oh for fuck's sake <laughs> really Shocking. he must have finished it just before I picked him up a wee sugar boost before he oh it's so funny it's so funny oh dear it's good times at the gym I don't know if I, I can I'm say I've maybe brought this up in the podcast before but I'm safe to say it because I don't think he listens but uh, each time when I drop Mark off I have to in the way when I'm driving back I have to drive by another one of my friends houses Alan and uh, it's always about midnight after I drop him off and every time I go by his house I just go and just peep the horn just a, just a fucking wee peep Brilliant. and I do this all the time and every, he must, every he, Tuesday he, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays oh, like whenever yeah. we go and it's just a wee peep and this has been going for like on and off for like a year and a half and I want to really fucking annoy him before I unveil that it's me <laughs> I like to play the long game you don't think he listens? I don't think so Hopefully not. We'll find it. I, I, didn't find to, it. I didn't want this to come out in this way. <laughs> um, also, I had another friend got in touch. And see how we're talking about the the condoms with the... Oh, yeah. them as water balloons. Yes. So... Sorry, I, I'm forgetting that this is an audio situation. My face is just... Ah, you're disgusted. Dropped with disgust. You're disgusted, yeah. But like, so I, in some ways, I've got like a really good memory. In other ways, I like forget large periods of time, possibly because of stuff to do with this story. But so one of the things we used to do was we used to like when you're younger have like water balloon fights. And so what we'd do was you would like go and get a couple of condoms from the early mothers fucking place or whatever. We got balloons and then so what you would do is you'd fill up some water balloons and then you'd fill up the odd condom and that was like a fucking brick. So you'd have the normal water balloons and you'd be throwing them at each other, oh I got hit with a water balloon mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you'd get fucking smacked in the face. <laughs> and it was uh, one of our friends Liam at the time was throwing water balloons and bang everyone was getting hit with them and then all of a sudden uh, somebody fucking lobbed uh, a condom one right in the face knocked him clean out literally hit him in the face <laughs> just, he just fucking dropped Jeez. smacked his head off the ground and that was the thing he used to have these loaded it was called the loaded uh, the loaded water balloon because it just wouldn't bust you know what I mean mm. so right, you get an extra thick one in there designed boom. not to it? aye <laughs> And, the you, purpose of and it. you couldn't really tell. It was hard to tell which was which. <laughs> so there was like two or three in there that just weren't water oh. balloons and he had no idea. And he took one right to the face from close range and it just fucking knocked him clean out. I mean, it's, it's one job is not to bust. Yeah. And you're using it as a fucking water balloon. You've got it up the ante. That's how you do it. Can we move on from 
condom related chat, please? Yes, seconded. To Splinter Cell? Go for it. Splinter Cell after a... It fucking... It always happens. We spend, we spend Tuesday talking about this, about how the rumours are that Splinter Cell is coming back. And I think it was Wednesday before the podcast came out that it was confirmed. One of the guys, yeah. the, I think it was like the creative director or something like that, just decided to go on Twitter and go, hi, hi it's, it's real. Hi. And you're like, <laughs> what kind of hi? date? Ooh, any dates given for no, Oh, they're no. still hiring for it. Oh, they're uh, still hiring. Oh, it's years out, years out. So it's concept stuff. Aye. But I do have, so I, I pulled a quote from it uh, so that we can just get a bit of an idea because it's not exactly what the rumours were. It's not open world, which is good, I think. Um, mm. So... Matt West had the following to say. He says, The original Splinter Cell has a lot that was amazing and revolutionary at the time it came out 19 years ago. Mad that it was 19 years, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the gaming public now has an even more refined palette, so I think it kind of has to be made as a remake as opposed to a remaster. What we're trying to do is make sure the spirit of the early games remains intact in all of the ways that the early Splinter Cell gave in all of the ways that gave the early Splinter Cell its identity. So we're building it from the ground up. We're going to update it visually as well as some of the design elements to match the player and comfort expectations. And we're going to keep it linear like the original games, not open world. That's better, I think. I I sort of get the impression that the rumours came out and then that's what forced this guy to be like, right, I need to clear this up. Mm. I, we are making Splinter Cell. No, it's not open world. They're rebooting it almost, you think? Looks like it, but they are saying it's a remake rather than a remaster because I think, oh, as good as the original Splinter Cell was, the first couple, like I think there probably is elements that, that they would need to rework. Mm. Um, I, I'm trying to think back at that one since I played them, but there's probably a few gadgets that maybe don't make sense in 2024 <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah. So... Mm. Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to it. Seemingly, they're bringing back a lot of people that were uh, that had to do with the original Splinter Cell games, and also getting some cool. new faces in as well that's to get good. a fresh perspective. So that's pretty much nice. the only bit of news this that's week. It. But fucking, fucking it's slow like, it's news a good week. Ah, <laughs> everybody's broken up for the for Christmas now. But um, it's a good bit, of, good bit of news to go see out twenty twenty one. But again, it's like we spoke about last week with the Game Awards. Every one of those announcements pretty much was years off. And this is, I mean, they're literally still hiring people. So yeah. they said it's at the very early design phase. Well, we're lucky there's a lot due out, though. Aye. I mean, we've we'll we'll a lot to look forward to. We'll be kept busy, mm. I'm sure. <laughs> and even if we did have a wee lull, like one month, you'd maybe actually catch be able up. to <laughs> catch up on some... Some more gaming. Well, like we spoke about, I would be quite happy if they just went, right, uh, gaming's got COVID. <laughs> We're taking six months off. Everybody can catch up. Uh, what would you play first? Like, what would you go back to? What's, what's something that you do really want to like, play the first time, like an older game, or play again? Um, I really want to play GTA uh, 5 again. I'm looking forward to that as well, but I'm definitely waiting until the new version comes I know, out. Oh, that's so mad, but I really want to play that. I, and I'm looking forward to that as well, yeah. Because the Witcher, the new Witcher season's out, I've started watching the first Witcher season to 
then watch the second one and I really want to play the game again now as well that's actually Castles he's been smashing the Witcher he's been putting mm. about, he says he's been playing it for about 6 or 7 hours a day because uh, wow. he watched the first season and he liked it but he knew the second season was coming and then the game I think it was on sale for about £4 he's yeah, like, picked it up and he's, he's been loving it all the expansions and aye, everything aye. it's pretty awesome he's been loving it that's a game of the year one, so. one game that I'd sort of thought about was Horizon like oh okay. I've only played that once as well so yeah but as much as like I'm really in the mood to play it but I feel like it's too close to the new one coming out now that if mm. I play it's like you know it's like it's about 30 hours to see if I play it I might then be burnt out when the new one comes out because it's only two months away oh, good, good show actually so I feel like I, I should have played it six months ago or something like that but I'll, I'll replay it again at some I point I need to like see the games like that I would even know it was only a few years ago, but I would need to watch a YouTube kind of story recap yeah. just so I can oh, get I'll all the beats of the story. Because I know roughly what the story was, but there was probably like maybe like wee secondary stories that I've forgotten about. Yeah, and I don't want to like miss out on anything that they kind of like say in the new game. And you miss it because you've kind of just yeah. forgotten. And you know, my memory's shocking, so I need these recaps. Plus, these recaps, they'll pick out the bits that you need to know. Yeah. We never quite finished It Takes Two. I know. So I feel like we Try had that. some time. Yeah. And to be I'd fair, to finish it. I think maybe over the, the Christmas period, when we get a bit more downtime, we might try and mm. finish it off. Um, there's loads of games though like, yeah. I've, I, I do have a list somewhere on my phone of games that I want to replay and it's about 30 deep and there's always uh, games that you crazy. tell me Jessica you'd actually like this one that uh, I've not yet started so yeah I've got a wee pile as well yeah no there's loads yeah this week we have dabbled in Among Us which I know is very popular and has been for a while but we just hadn't really got around to playing it but yeah, I think just because it came to Xbox and PlayStation in the last week, yeah, um, I jumped in. But, um, I don't really get it. It's and quite me, fun. Me neither, but now I'm kind of hooked. I'm like, I'll play again. <laughs> yeah, it's quite fun. It's almost like a sort of I it's like concept. Cluedo in a spaceship, mm. I would say. Mm. Uh, and it's fun. Yeah, I, I, I played that a couple of times. I made a video. There's actually, skipping forward to new content, there is a video of me figuring it out. Uh, I decided just to go in without even knowing what the rules were and just figured that out on the video and it was sort of what I thought it was to be fair uh, and then I played a few games we both played a few games with our son mm-hmm. who is fucking loving it yeah uh, <laughs> he thinks it's absolutely hilarious like. yeah yeah he's really really enjoying it and so to be fair so is Erin she doesn't get it as much she's only four um, but she's enjoying what she what she has played of it mm-hmm. uh, I, I haven't yet we've all just been playing with like one other person that we know and then mm-hmm. the rest of it's been randoms so I would be interested to play with all people we know I think it'd be like a lot more fun then mm-hmm. so I did put out on Twitter that we'll try and get a game with like the community or something like that and mm-hmm. try and get all people we know in because it's Sounds 4 to 15 people so <laughs> get a few games of that over the holidays hopefully mm-hmm. what else have you been playing? <clears throat> I'm still on uh, Halo still good? yeah still enjoying it that's pretty much it. What have I been playing? I've actually had a few, I think. A few. Yeah, so as I said, Among Us, uh, more Valhalla. Uh, there's nothing really to say about that, apart from 
that update that they brought out where they brought out a piece of content for Valhalla and a piece of content for Odyssey, Odyssey. and they mm. sort of tied in. Mm. I didn't realise. It adds the Isle of Skye. Does it? Aye, mm. apparently. And so I was like, like my uncle lives in Isle of Skye, so I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. Not that it's going to look the same, obviously. No, you're going to find whatever. Zeus. Aye, <laughs> in Viking times. But it was interesting, the screenshots I saw of it, it almost looked more like... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima than Valhalla. It was really like mm. vibrant and it just it looked really cool. So I'm looking forward to checking that out, mm. but I haven't yet. And Nathan was also telling me that there's a, a Pokemon, I don't know, Sword and Shield, the last ones that came He's out. He's got that. Yeah, but there's an expansion and part of it set in Scotland as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to get me to pay 20 quid. I'm like, it's nearly Christmas. No. <laughs> But also when it's Christmas, <laughs> yes, because then you'll leave us alone for yeah. a bit. Uh, is he not get? I think he's getting money. He's he does, one on one. Much, much kind of money's he got saved up in his sale, Jim? More than me. <laughs> I like spending money. He's probably <laughs> he does. He's fixed loaded. Uh, I don't know. We need to we need to tally it up after Christmas. Have you got access to it? He's not had it. No, he's not that. He's not that clever yet. Right. He gets us to hold it for him, which is a mistake. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we playing? Also played. I was saying about Deer Simulator. Now this yeah. is Deer with D E E E E Simulator. Deer with four E's. It's not very good. It's not. It's not. I'm a bit disappointed to be yeah, honest. It's not quite Goat Simulator, is it? Goat Simulator oh, had a certain charm to it. It was shite, but it had a charm to it. But mm. this. I just don't understand how something can run so badly on a PlayStation 5. Mm. Like, and it's not as if it's taxing the console, do you know what I mean? But yeah. the frame rate's fucking shocking. Like, the one redeeming quality of it is that when you hold down the sprint, he, like, stands up, puffs out his chest and runs in two legs, which actually looks pretty funny. But <laughs> outside of that, it's just, no, it's, it's not very good. Right. And it also has... I wasn't expecting you know, it to be good, right. to bonus with you. Well, I'm glad I haven't let you down. No, you've right. not. That's good. <laughs> uh, and it's also, I don't know what the minigame is, but it does have some stupid, annoying minigame with a trophy attached to it that makes the Platinum a bit more difficult, like Goat Simulator did. Mm. So that's fucking annoying uh, over the weekend I had to get my booster my vaccine my vaccine booster booster vaccine mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. and I was feeling under the weather after it so I wanted to play some games but I also felt like crap I just want to play some games uh-huh, that was, <laughs> I don't feel well inside I was screaming <laughs> screaming but I didn't have the concentration to like play the likes of like Valhalla where you have to like time parties and stuff like that that's the thing when you're not feeling well you're kind of uh, like oh, I just want to play games but then you're like you, you're not well enough to mentally take in uh-huh. everything that's happening <laughs> So what I did was, I played this before, but it was a while ago, it was the Telltale Batman game. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember starting that as well. So it's more story based. I had, like I said, I played it when it first came out years ago, but they have a Shadow Edition, which you can, it was on sale, so you could upgrade to it for like £2, and it's basically just like a noir skin over the top of it, everything's black and white, and then there's like, there's like splashes of colour throughout and it's the same story but it looks cool Uh, and it was a sort of slightly different way to play it so I've played through most of the first episode of that and enjoying it so I'm going to continue on with that at times when I'm just too tired to like uh, properly play something did you play the Telltales the Walking Dead ones oh I have I've got them on Game Pass but have you not played them I played the first 
ever win. Right. First series? First season. season. Aye. Will Lee. Will Lee. Uh-huh. Played I think that. I, I played that as well, yeah. but I don't think I got much further either. But there's quite a few. There's like, mm-hmm. there's a second season of that one. Yep. Then there's like Michonne. Aye, that's only three episodes. And then there's like another two like, spin-off kind of ones as well, I think. It's weird. There's, Aye, so there's quite a lot. There's them. The Walking Dead. There's season two. Although, did they call it season two? I think they did. Season two. Then there was Michonne, which was three episodes. Right. Then there was a third season, I think. And then right. there was a final season, which was four episodes. Right. So, uh, so there's a lot. I'll just <laughs> have to go lot. back and start it again, I think. Yeah. A lot of the Telltale stuff is good. Like, one of the best ones, I don't yeah. know if you ever played it, was the... The Fables one. Aye, the Fables, Fables one. one. Among the Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us. That was amazing. It was excellent I was so I've surprised I've never heard of that before you never heard the fables no. that's right and I, but I, yeah, I had I, to explain to you what a fable was I know I found that I found that really <laughs> weird at the time because um, I, I, I knew what fables were and I just remember like being so surprised about what the game because it was one of those games where I kind of didn't know a lot about it when mm. I played it I thought I'll, I'll pick it up and I'll have a wee go at it and then, like, you just kind of like fall in love with the characters uh-huh. and, the, and the story and stuff, and you just get totally engrossed in it. The bit that got me was like near the beginning when the main character goes back to his house and the pig's there. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, he's just Swing thrown on the guilt trip and he's just like, uh, well, smoking and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have to stay here. You, you burnt my house down. Yeah. <laughs> it's or like you blew my house down. He's, he's just, and he keeps bringing it up and being a yeah. total dick about it. <laughs> so funny. What's the, what's the other one as well? There was, I played the Game of Thrones one, which mm-hmm. was alright. that, aye. But then there was the one, oh, it's the other game. It's a, Tales it's of a, the Borderlands. That's it. That was, it was great. Good. That was really good. Really I good, that one. It had the guy from Seinfeld that plays Elaine's boyfriend. That's not what he's well known for. What is his name? He's got such a distinctive voice. I don't know. From, from Seinfeld? Patrick Newton. Get a bug, yeah. So here and Elaine's had lots of boyfriends. David Putty, that was his name, Putty. And he was played by Patrick Warburton. No idea who that is, mate. He was also... Wasn't The Flash... He was. I'm looking at him right now. Oh, I know who, I know who that guy is. What was the superhero thing he played? The Tech. He's the voice of the Tech. The tech. How long ago was that? Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Fuck it, he's done loads. He's a cracking actor. He's really good. Yeah, how did we get onto this guy? Uh, aye, so Telltale Batman, that's where we were. So I've played some of Telltale Batman. <laughs> I also played a little bit of Football Manager 2022. Did that when I was at work. Uh, I installed it onto my own laptop because I knew I was going to have some downtime. So I've put some hours into that, but I'm still in pre-season because I'm going in about I'm getting in about all the training, right. making sure everybody knows what's expected of them okay. for the season ahead. Pretty impressed well, with it actually. It's a wee while since I've played, and it's really in depth. Like the the team meetings and stuff like that are pretty good. You get quite good feedback and stuff. And will your games be held in stadiums with fans or without fans? With fans, right? I'm always risking it. I'm all about the people. <laughs> all about the people. all about the money. Yep. 
need that revenue. I also I spoke about this game before. It was a we covered it as a shitty platinum slash one thousand G. It was called Reactor X, and it was well known because every six months they keep adding free DLC to it that adds another thousand G. So on Xbox it's up to four thousand, but on PC they released a PC version as well, Mm -hmm. so you can get some more G's. Right, because you can so get it on wait, PC as well. Your PC games count for G's as well. Certain ones do. Right. So I got. If only I'd so have known that. So if it's, only known because so you can play them three times now. So that's it. So I got the three thousand on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm. I must be close to Andy now. I don't think I'm quite surpassed him yet, but I must be close. I'll, I'll tell you when I get home. Well, I'm. I'm sure I'm just. I'm. I'm sure you passed me. You Possibly. must have passed me. Possibly. Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But but you've also had a fucking 11 year head start or something. I don't know, but I don't... There's lo- I mean, I'm only getting the achievements that are just basic ones that you get for yeah. playing the game. Aye, aye. Or I get a couple of uh, rare ones. I've, I've had a couple of rare ones lately, and that sound is satisfying. Aye. Bing, it's intoxicating. Ding, ding. Yeah, it's uh-huh. going to eventually just pull you Lure in. me in. Jinx, so. Speaking of pulling... The last game that I played this week was Strip Fighter Five. Remember, I said I was going to check this out. Oh, Strip yes. Fighter. Aye, it is fucking awful. <laughs> it I'm, is. I can't say I'm not surprised that. Oh no, the I don't mean used to describe it. There. I knew it was going to be bad. That's why I checked it out. But even I was not prepared for how shit this fucking game was going to be apparently it doesn't have proper controller support so like I was trying to go into the training but when you hit uh, A to choose your character it just takes you back to the main menu so the training's even botched when you go in to choose your character each one of them have like comedy sized tits right and the only sort of half decent animation they've put in is each time you go to whatever character you want to go they have an initial boob jiggle right Mm-hmm. and they're all wearing ridiculous outfits uh, so I played a total of one fight and it's done up like almost like Tekken or something like where you've got round yeah. one, round two round mm-hmm. three and the person that put me against was dressed like a cow she had massive tits and she was dressed like a cow with udders and she kept talking about wanting to be milked oh dear Right as I was like punching her but like the oh even God, the, the feminists have a fucking field day with this game it's honestly it's so bad and even like <laughs> so you would throw punches and like see even if that character was standing still and you were standing still you would throw a punch and it would land you would throw the exact same punch and it just wouldn't <laughs> like the hitbox was all over the place okay every time you did some damage it was filling up a strip meter along the bottom oh, of course that didn't do anything oh right. <laughs> didn't do anything it's not a special move at the end no where yeah. they just strip the boobs come out and they go and that that is honestly what i was expecting yeah. but no I, I don't know if it hasn't been added in yet i don't know if it's oh not my. been added in oh i, I don't know but it's atrocious sounds it it's like there, there is there's games like that that just take his word for it folks don't download <laughs> no, it no definitely do not there's games like that where they're bad, but it's funny. Do you mm. know what I mean? You know, you get mm. games that are bad, but you like, but you can get like, you could have a laugh off of seeing it. Mm-hmm. No, it's just so bad, shockingly bad. Okay. And that's been my lot for this week. That's all I've been playing. 
I mean, imagine the time you could... I mean, we see this every week, but just the time you could accrue if you cut this shit out of your life. I spent more time installing that than playing it. <laughs> I played it for like 10 minutes Jesus just so that I could Christ. report back and let you know that Strip <sighs> Fighter Five is not the real deal. And now we, we know for sure. Aye. <laughs> Hi, because we had a wee well, suspicion, didn't we, Jess? I, I mean, yeah. Thank you for sacrificing <laughs> that that time for us. Yeah, thank Look, you for ploughing ahead with that gaming session. You could have been, you could have picked that up in the Christmas sales and been really disappointed, Andy. I could have been. Yeah, <laughs> you've been like, why can't I milk this girl? I feel like that's an online purchase, though. More, I don't, I don't think it's got. I don't, I don't think it's got a disc version, though. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, as Craig mentioned, there is a Let's Play on YouTube for Among Us and other new content this week is also the Battlefield 2042 review by Katie Pedersen, which is on the website at www.puredeadgaming.com. Indeed. That's the URL. (laughs) Okay, and now. With the year coming to a close, we figured we'd take some time to reflect on the last 12 months and acknowledge the achievements in the gaming industry that Achievements? No. Did someone say achievement? No. That have really stood (laughs) out to us. The Pure Dead Gaming Awards have therefore been established and are held to recognise the talents of those who have made an immense contribution to our lives. Today we have gathered here not just to celebrate the achievements of game developers, but to give due regard to those who royally fucked up in some shape or form. Awards are a way to encourage us all to be better and create competition, so we are here to give away 11 awards in total. Please note these awards are entirely fictional and pretend prizes that may be awarded to the eligible winners are not transferable, redeemable for cash or exchangeable for any other prize. further ado we shall begin with the first award okay first up we have the Loch Ness Monster Award this is the award given to a console harder to find than the Bonnie Beast herself (laughs) the nominees are PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X Nintendo Switch oh I wonder I wonder, I wonder. Mm. And the winner is... PlayStation 5! Woo! Fucking right, man. I think it's getting a bit easier now. <laughs> yeah. It's getting a wee bit easier, but God. Uh, yeah. When Sony debuted the PlayStation 5 in November 2020, supplies quickly quickly sold out while gamers battled bots to scoop up limited inventory. A year later, scoring one of the video game consoles remains a tall task which is very frustrating for consumers indeed indeed it just at this point obviously there, there will be a day but it would be so weird to walk into a store and, and see, see a playstation or an xbox sitting there fucking what X, xbox nah. You get Xboxes. You can't get a Series X anywhere. Oh, I you, feel can, not you, can, you can get Series S's in some places. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's just. I've at no point have I seen either in no. a shop. Well, I know I've, I've seen the Xboxes, in. but you're probably right. It's probably been Series S's. I see uh, them quite a lot. But, fucking hell, I've, I've never seen 
PlayStation no. 5 is not a chance. And I think it will be will be weird the first time you go, holy shit. It'll be weird when there's there. excess stock on uh-huh. Because that day will come soon when we've got people have got them, and then there's like you get PlayStation fives, like I have a couple in the back. <laughs> what? Uh, you know? But it is going to feel weird, isn't it? Like yeah. when they're just sitting yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, there's one right there. Okay, next up, we have covered almost a year's worth of shitty platinums for you to level up your gamer score throughout the year. Some have been particularly enjoyable according to Craig, that is, because me and Andy don't entertain them. But there are some, quite frankly, that can, I'm a reliable source. that can barely be considered games. And so the next award is for the shittiest platinum. The shittiest platinum of all. Oh, the shittiest platinum of all. Oh, the shittiest platinum. The shittiest platinum. The shittiest platinum of <laughs> I, I think that was the best shittiest platinum song that we've had. Oh, it's the year's, so the it's the year's end. So <laughs> deserves an award. Okay, the nominees are the Pig D, Zippy the Circle, Bowling Story, and Spectre Woods. That's a real killer's roar right there, isn't it? Do you want to give us a quick recap on these games in case anyone has forgotten? The shitness of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Pig D was the one where you held R1 to put coins in a piggy bank right. for three minutes and got a platinum. That was a good one. Uh, Zippy the Circle is... I mean, there's, there's about 30 of these Zippy games. Uh, the Circle ones, it's, they were just... You had to collect circles across like two or three levels. And it was fucking atrocious. And... Bowling story was the one where the bowling ball moves up and down the right hand side. You had to press X to stop it and then X to aim it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty bad, pretty pretty bad. And the earlier ones were frustrating as well because you had to get a perfect score, so they were quite annoying. And Spectre Woods was the I think it was first person, no third person shooter, first person third person, and it looked like it was made by Microsoft Paint. Ah yes, okay. Okay, and the winner is... Spectrowitz. I've I've never seen the videos for this one. This is a deserved winner. (laughs) When you make your game with Microsoft Paint, you've taken the award home. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't even spring for a programme that costs, you know what I mean? You Uh had to use the free programme that comes with Windows. (laughs) Back in 1995. Windows (laughs) NT95. (laughs) (laughs) okay so next award we have is called the not up to code award which is a game that needs to buy a drawing board and then go back to it the nominees for this one are eFootball 2022 GTA the Trilogy Definitive Edition Battlefield 2042 and Cyberpunk 2077. I'll give a quick recap on these games as well and why they have reached nomination status. 
So GTA, the release of Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive edition, did not go well and left fans pinning for the original versions, which were delisted when the trilogy came out. The studio admitted that the remastered trilogy did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality. A rough launch of Battlefield 2042 has seen it become one of the worst reviewed video games on Steam. According to data published by Steam Steam's 250 Hall of Shame, which ranks the worst reviewed games of all time on the platform, the EA shooter experienced a pretty dismal launch as far as user reviews are concerned. But despite Battlefield's 2042 turbulent start to life, at least it hasn't seen a launch quite as bad as Konami's eFootball. The free-to-play soccer simulator launched with a range of issues earlier this year, leading it straight to the top of the Hall of Shame's worst-reviewed games of all time. With its strange glitches, poor character models and zombie-like crowds, Konami eFootball 2022 is effectively a pre-alpha release masquerading as a finished product. Yeah. Are I feel as if, is that it? Are <laughs> One more. And as a quick refresher, Cyberpunk 2077, yeah, that's right, launched with huge performance issues, particularly on last-gen consoles, and Sony subsequently announced the decision to remove Cyberpunk 2077 from sale on PlayStation consoles in late December. The next-gen version is set to release early next year. Yeah, I know technically Cyberpunk was last year, but I feel like it had... A long tail into this year, and so it deserves to be included. Is there an actual date for when it's nah, Q1? Q1. Is that really why I play it? But I then know. if it's so but close I... to the new, or... oh, you've got to hold off. If you held off this late, right, you've got okay. to hold off. I feel as if like, I've, I've covered up the. I don't know what I guess now for real. Right, I feel as if he is. What's it called again? I feel as if R.I.P. Pez is the one that's got nailed here, surely. The lack of fucking any kind of game modes. Uh, and, and all the settings being greyed out yeah. <laughs> for no particular reason. Right, I feel as if it's got to be that. And the winner is eFootball 2022. Fucking, aye, damn right, man. Well deserved. An abomination it. of a title. It really is bad. Shot embarrassing embarrassment. Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of people were upset about GTA, and I get that. But at the same point, it was the old games, but slightly better, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we expected. Yeah. Battlefield didn't seem like it was ready, but it's not awful. And Cyberpunk has continued to improve and has a next gen version coming, whereas eFootball is just fucking <laughs> traipsing along the ground. Nobody had a good experience with that. <laughs> no one. Nobody's play, nobody's playing that game going, fuck, this is great. No chance. No. Nah. No chance that's happening. No, it's been a it's been poor. Okay. We as gamers love a good deal and for those that are prepared to wait can expect some serious money off as games game release dates fall further and further into the past. But there's always one stingy bastard, isn't there? Our next award is for the Stingiest Sales Award, a storefront that couldn't pick out a sale out of a lineup. The nominees for this one are Steam, Epic Games Store, Xbox Store, PlayStation Store, and Nintendo eShop. That one. 
I was just waiting for you to say <laughs> Nintendo. When is she going to say Nintendo? Yeah, because that's Nintendo? the one. Come and, on. And the winner is Nintendo eShop. Close yeah. it is. Hopefully one that day That was soon. not in the vocabulary. <laughs> no, and the that, added third dictionary. As I mentioned, the, the thing that Nathan wants, like, it's an expansion pack and it's still bloody 20 quid. Nah, it's ridiculous, man. And the game's still forty four ninety nine, and it's, you know, they've got about two more new ones out since then, so... That there has still sense. never once been an occasion where Breath of the Wild has been under £40. Wow. <laughs> Physically or digitally. Now... By all accounts, fucking brilliant game. But so was the likes of Horizon, which has been in sale for a fiver. And so is the likes of fucking Forza, which has been in sale for a fiver. You know what I mean? I feel like, as if they think, they know it's, a, it's been reviewed really well. It's like, kind of, people see it's a masterpiece, all that kind of shit. So they feel justified in always charging mm. so much for it. Whereas, it's not, that's not the way it works. It's the time and they like a new one's gonna come out and overtake that one. You kind of need to put that one down. So they just don't understand how sales work. No. How the market works. No, they don't get it. They, just they would make more money it. if they did. I know. I know. Fucking hell. Well deserved award. <laughs> the struggle is real as an expre- is an expression used to emphasise the gravity of a frustrating frustrating circumstance or hardship which is often used ironically online in a similar manner to First World Problems. Our next award we are calling the Struggle is Real Award, and it's for a game that is an absolute mission to finish. The nominees for this are... The Pig D, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Returnal, and Forza Horizon 5. Hmm. Was a wee... Uh... One, one stick to it a wee bit there. Is it Piggy? Uh, just the Piggy D kind of... Uh, the rest are quite like triple A games. <laughs> the Piggy D's not quite. Hey, it's a mission to hold our one for, for three mm. minutes. So what was, the, what was the thing again? What was the award for? The Struggle, struggle is Real. to Complete. Yeah. The Struggle is Real. A game that's so di- that takes ages to complete. It's got to be Valhalla, is it not? Surely. That's what winner, Jess. And the winner is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Of course it is. Although, to be fair... Well, has yeah. anybody finished it? No. I, Chris, one of our listeners, Chris, has got the platinum. Okay, well done, well done. Andy's done the expansions. I'm pretty sure he's got 100% of the trophies. No, I need to see a picture of his map. <laughs> Let's see, I want to see a picture of his map with no icons left on it. Get your map out. Get your map out, pal. Let's see your map. He does. Hold on a second, that's it. And don't hide your icons. Might see a legend. <laughs> we'll give we'll give Chris a, a special shout out here. Because his PlayStation account is something to behold. He currently sits ranked number four for the most amount of trophies in the whole of Ireland. Oh, and sits okay. 970th in the world. Wow. Holy shit. And what does he listen to our podcast? Mm-hmm. I feel honoured. 762 platinums. What? Excuse me? Seven, How? 762. How many you got? You, you were just about 100. Three, 319. Yeah, 319. So where are you sitting at? Substantially less. <laughs> I don't know, just check. 
Uh, I can tell you. I can tell you. It won't have the one that I did for Shitty Platinum this week, but... But does this tell you where you sit in the world? Ah, it's got le- it's got leaderboards for all the world. That's why it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so cool. I apologise. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Let me hear where you're sitting. Right. So without today's platinum, which would take me up a little bit, my cunt, <laughs> my cunt. <laughs> My country rank is 674. For Although what I would say is there's, there's, for the UK, so there is more people <laughs> in the UK. And then my world rank is 5,785. That's pretty good. I feel it's the nicest thing you've good. ever said to me. <laughs> Complimented my game. Cool. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so... so you li- how many times do you look at that? Uh, not that often. I use the website just to yeah, find I'll out. Because see if you go yeah, to that I'll website and then you go to games, mm. it gives you a completion, an average completion percentage for each game. Right. And I look at the ones that are in the high 90s and I'm like, that's probably an easy platinum. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go and source it. Fuck's sake. Okay, there has been lots of new studios that have released games this year and so our next award is called the Wee Bairn Award and it's for a studio's coming out party. So nominees for this are Kaleidoscope with A Juggler's Tale, Ember Lab with Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Experiment 101 with Biomutant. Biomutant, that was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? Nah, it was, I. So much hope for that game. I think if they had kept the scope of it smaller, it yeah. could have been really cool. Like, know. it was quite a small studio, but it just seemed like there was too much going on. Trying, the world was too big. Trying too much. Aye, and they were trying to do too much with it. Like, it was a small studio, and I think they <clears> should have kept it a smaller vision, yeah. and it could have been cool. So this one's... This this is like they've done well in the first Aye, yeah. a good first so, outing. We're not taking not, the piss out these ones. This ah, this isn't. isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, so it must be Ke- must be Kenya or, or Kenya. Kenya, Kenya. We're going to a country. Kenya is it Kenya? It, it is in fact Kenya. The winner is Ember Lab with Kenya Bridge of Spirits. Right. Because I've not played it, but I've heard you. It was a good game. talking about it, and it's, it's good. good. The nation of Kenya is. An uproar. <laughs> but it's like they've won the Eurovision Song Contest, except the African version. <laughs> it's good to say, they're not in Europe. <laughs> okay, next up we have the One Night Stand Award. So this is a game that popped up, delivered the goods, and sailed off into the night. Nominees <laughs> for this are Procession to Calvary, A Short Hike, A Juggler's Tale. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can sail in it, I would say. Mm. Right? I'd say Procession to Calvary's won this one. Because I don't know the other ones. To be fair, it could have went to anything but Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Because the other three are short and they're all excellent. <laughs> okay, so the winner for this one is A Juggler's Tale. Mm. It's a really, really fun game. Mm. It's a lot like the gameplay is a lot like Little Nightmares or Inside. 
2D side scroller with puzzle elements, but the graphics are beautiful. Like you play as like almost a puppet on strings, so mm-hmm. the sort of added element is that you have Maybe to watch out for the strings as well uh, when you're when you're manoeuvring about. But it's it's so well done. It's mm. really good. And unlike Bio Mutant, it has a narrator that really adds to the game, like massively adds to it rather than taking away from it. Cool. Excellent game. Okay, and next up we have the Out of This World Award, which is a game so good that it required some headgear. Nominees for this are Hitman 3. Did you write this list, Craig? I did. Mm-hmm. Resident what makes you think? What, what, what tipped you off? Resident Evil 4 VR. Walkabout Mini Golf. It had 2021 updates. Technically, it was last year, but we'll let you off. And Jurassic World Aftermath. Oh, surely this Craig's list, so I'm kind of <laughs> thinking he's maybe skewed it towards Hitman, but I don't know, maybe it could be... I'll tell you now, I would have loved to have gave it to Hitman, mm. but it was held back by those PlayStation Move controllers when right. it is coming to PC next year, early next year, and it will have like better controls, which would help it. There is also like obviously these are our, these are our awards that we have cultivated. There is really good VR games that come out this year that I haven't played. Like that, ex- I expect you to die too, which is like the escape room where you play with someone with a headset on, and someone with it off. Mm. It's mm. supposed to be excellent, and but I've not played it, so I can't it give it. It feels as if they would have brought out like new motion controllers at this point for the PlayStation. Yeah, well, they're waiting for PSVR too. Because it's, I mean, how long has a VR been out now? A few years. 2015, 2016. The VR? Yeah. The 20, headset? 20, 2016. 2016. Fucking hell, is that how long it's been? And it's all, and it was, it's already, they've kind of went, well, what have we got at our disposal? And they use the old... The Move controllers from Move the PlayStation 3. <laughs> so they're not even like for that. No. It's almost as if they've kind of repurposed. The, oh, they just shoehorned them in. Aye. Like, that's I remember... What I mean. it's, weird that, it's weird that that's been out that long. I didn't even realise it was that long. Oh, they came and out in, like, 2008. Out, why have they not brought out new... It's I mean, utterly bizarre. I can't say they're waiting for the new... Because now you can see it, because it's probably so close to it. But there's so many years past where they could have went, let's put a wee bit of investment into some new fucking yeah. uh, motion stuff, guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, it basically, I was lucky enough that when we got the headset, I had Move controllers just sitting up in the loft, mm-hmm. like from when I bought the Move, like an idiot when it first came out. And I thought, it might, PlayStation thought, I thought it might be cool, Remember but it wasn't. No, I had them as well. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, two or three months before the PSVR came out, you could buy them in CEX in a bargain bin for 50 pence aye but and then when it came out it was aye. like oh they're suddenly 50 pound now. oh they were 90 quid aye. a pop oh, like second hand it was mental but yeah no it's they're holding now they, they, they have shown they've shown what the Playstation uh, VR 2 headset uh, controllers are going to look like and they're very much like the Oculus ones aye, so it it's going to be cool the, almost like it kind of goes round your knuckles doesn't it yeah and it's got they're going to have haptic feedback in it as well that's cool Okay, so we've kind of gone off topic a wee bit there. So the game that is winning the Out of This World Award is Resident Evil 4 VR. Right. A cracker. Yeah. 
I mean, everyone. If you're brave enough. Yeah, it's not scary to be fair. Everyone like Resident Evil Four is one of the most beloved games of that generation, and they've brought it back, and it works flawlessly in VR. So, I mean, you need an Oculus Quest, but it's it's excellent, really good. Okay, and so as not to let Craig skew any more of the results, we have put out some listener voted awards on our website. Um, so I'll just read the results of some of them. So we have the listener's choice game of the year. 383 of you voted and the nominees are Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Deathloop, Halo Infinite, It Takes Two, Forza Horizon 5, Returnal, Resident Evil Village, Metroid Dread, and Hitman 3. I've just realised that I've just read them out in order of... You have. <laughs> good to worst. <laughs> so, the winner, the winner, in case you missed that, was Rajan Clank Rift Apart with 26% of the vote. I was surprised at that. Yeah. I was really surprised at Ratchet. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ratchet and Clank is an excellent oh, game, yeah. but I was surprised at one. I was also played it. I know it's brilliant. Uh, I was also fucking raging that Hitman Three came in last. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> I nearly did a Jess and voted myself. But I've, as we spoke about before, g- <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone of that. You told them. <laughs> you told them on don't the podcast. Them. Don't remind them. Don't remind them. As we kind of spoke about before like game of the year awards tend to be from the kind of two to three months prior because earlier releases get forgotten yeah. i mean that's clearly what happened to hitman january release folk are like was <laughs> that this like year it. i think he's made a typo mm-hmm. i want to vote for it i really want to vote for it but i can't because it was last year okay i'm gonna mix these up when i say them this time so as not to give away what oh, one is yeah adding a wee bit of attention i know but it's gonna be hard because i have to remember which one i've said and which one i won't have would you like me to hold on? No, it's okay. I can manage. I'm not stupid. Well. <laughs> okay, the next award is for the best indie game. Less people voted on this one for whatever reason. 266 of you. Um, in no particular order, the nominees are... Death Store. The Forgotten City. 12 Minutes. A Juggler's Tale. Golf Club Wasteland, Dark Side Detective, A Fumble in the Dark, Procession to Calvary, Art of Rally, A Short Hike, and Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Before we give out the winner, we did get some feedback in from James, who said, first of all, Merry Christmas to you guys and to all the listeners at home. All the best. And also, I fucking love that you've got Procession to Calvary in the indie list. So he was very, very chuffed about that. Okay, and taking home another prize tonight is Ken of Bridge of Spirits. It got Ooh. 37% of the vote. So well done. I'm raging at Death Store, didn't win. Yeah, you do love that game too. That platinum's coming, by 80s. the way. I'm fucking working my way. Th- I never even bothered putting in what I've been playing, but that Umbrella Quest is coming along nicely, by the way. Mm, I have been Christ. fucking waving my way through that. What about Hades? Or was that the year before? It was last year, I. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay, and our final award of this evening is for the biggest disappointment of the year. Nominees for this one are Biomutant, 
lack of console availability, abandoned, remember that, they abandoned us, okay. eFootball 2022 and Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, definitive edition. Ooh. What do you think? See that, uh, I've not bothered putting it in the news, but apparently that, I think I said this last week, that the guy, the abandoned guy, mm-hmm. he's claiming that they'll, they'll be have something to show in January or something like that. Fuck off, mate. It, I, literally, at this point, what the stuff he's saying is not even really making a wave in the news because folk are just like, hi, are you Nobody mate? Aye, we've got to that <laughs> stage when nobody He's cares. cried wolf too many times, yeah, I think, yeah. and folk are just like, yeah. right, if you ever show us anything, fine. Aye, but if you release what? a game, we'll have Fuck a look off. at it, pal, but see you later. Aye. I've given up now. I don't know about this one. What do you think? I'm not sure. Do you want to oh. guess or do you want me to just tell you? On you go. Okay. Okay, the winner for the biggest disappointment of the year with 200... No... With 94 votes, 33% is Grand Theft Auto. Mm. People were. People set their expectations a bit too high with that, I think, and it did come crashing down Hulk Hogan style. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair enough. I think, like, the likes of. um, I actually expected console availability to perhaps win because that has been a big thing but like I don't mm. know like eFootball's in there and that was a big disappointment but it was a big disappointment to people who play football games and more specifically people who play PES mm. whereas yeah. other people are like I don't give a fuck mm. <laughs> whereas there's a much bigger pool of people playing Grand Theft Auto so yeah. when you probably think about it like it was going to win wasn't it I never, like I never thought of it that way but <laughs> it was going to win yeah, so we hope you have enjoyed our little mock awards. First annual? Yeah. The first annual mock awards? We do plan to do this every year, so fear not. We will be back in 2022. And as we've stated many times, next week we will have our top five game of the year list, so we still have that to come. This isn't the only awards we have. Uh, next week we'll each be going through our top five games of the year. Might be a bit more serious. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, and as I mentioned at the beginning, we watched Xbox Power On documentary. There are six episodes that you can watch on the Xbox YouTube channel. And yeah, it was a, an interesting watch, I would say. Um, it sort of mm-hmm. surmises the rise of Xbox from 90, 90s. Mm-hmm. From the rise to the fall to the rise to the fall to the rise again. I think it was surprising knowing that because look, when you first like if you were into kind of like PCs and stuff, you kind of knew what Direct X was a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was to, like it was kind of to do with the gaming side yeah. and stuff. Um, and to know that that's where the kind of Xbox stemmed from. Yeah, I and, didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And that's and then you think, oh, I, X Direct X Xbox. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it fell into place, didn't it? No, I haven't just seen uh, the clock because it might. Mind they were talking about that part where they were like, right now we need to come up with a name, and it's like <laughs> they, they, they play tested some fucking shocking I, names. Oh, there was some really bad jeans. <laughs> it was like Chili um, McFreeze. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't really imagine it being called anything else. But you really the can't. Xbox now, like. You really can't. And that's the thing they they spent quite a lot of money on marketing. Mm. Uh, they maybe the... should have went back to that when they, you know, released various other consoles because you know the whole. I mean, three sixty was okay, but then the one, it just the X, the, it just confuses people. The one, the one <laughs> X, the Series X, the Series well, X. What did they like, call uh, it? The X eleven. That's the that's uh, the yeah. ones the the, yeah. the actual proper 
marketing team come up with that they went here we go and they presented it to him as if this is it guys Aye. this is the name for you and they're like oh great let's have a look open it up X11 yeah. because it goes to 11 <laughs> you know what I mean fucking idiot and it's like and you probably don't know the film but it's from that Spinal Tap where the guy's at the speaker and he's going look my amp's got to 11 and he's like oh yeah that's, that's, that's good yeah most other apps go to 10. My amps go to 11. That's better. Well, 11's better than 10. You know what I mean? It's just, that's, it's just so stupid. Um, but then the fact that... Because Xbox is a great name. Fucking brilliant It's a great name. name. Brilliant name. And it's, it means something. It's not as if they've just come out the way. Let's just call it an Xbox. It's derived from something. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's from, true. It's got yeah. history behind it. Uh, it's and I like it. that it pays homage to the people that conceptualised it. Like... Yeah. I felt like the documentary did expose Xbox quite a bit. Like, I felt like it wasn't too biased, if you know what I mean, despite the fact it was, like, an Xbox-produced documentary. Oh, yeah, that's, I thought it was going to be a fluff piece because it yeah, was made by absolutely. them. absolutely. I mean, I think the last yeah. episode was kind of more so to that, but certainly they did talk about, oh, you know, the pitfalls and, and right. you know, the issues they faced. Right. And I just thought it was quite interesting they opened themselves up to, right. to sharing that information and how it all went wrong. Well, how much money they they they, they lost and the having, having to basically say right, we're just gonna have to fucking go own up to this. Yeah. We'll you send your Xbox back. We'll give you a new one. Yeah. Or we'll fix it. It's, I, mean, I feel like it. Like they said, it was the only call they could make from a well, customer service go, point of view. Otherwise, aye, they were they, they were, were dead. Down. That was aye, it. They were dead in the water if they didn't yeah. do that. So look, what that's a hell of a gamble, isn't it? Really. Mm. Luckily enough, they got. Microsoft behind them aye. with enough money to anyone else would have been done absolve mm-hmm. all Sony that Sony would have been done aye they, can, they could absolve all that debt and still be okay yeah obviously you don't want to do it because it's probably billions I don't oh, I, I think it was they said it was over a billion it was that's gonna mental cost. that's mental um, but they uh, Microsoft is a sort of company that can take that hit though yeah but nobody wants to take it no. but going forward it's, it's always been the right call because look at them now don't we know I, 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 I as well like, I thought they were it was a lot more honest than I thought it was going to be mm. but there was certain points where I was like I don't know like they, they talked about like Halo be, being the proving ground for first person shooters on console and I'm not fully buying that like mm. I mean it was sort of the I mean maybe twin stick shooters like it's it's maybe the ones that sort of pop- popularised that, but I mean, we were playing Goldeneye in the 64. That's what I was just thinking about. I was <laughs> I mean, just thinking about Goldeneye. Like, yeah. But yeah. they were saying, like, nobody thought a first-person shooter could work on a console, and I'm like, all right, well, Goldeneye came out in 97, aye. August of Gold- 1997. And, and Half-Life came out on PlayStation aye. before the Xbox came out. And they were still doing local connection back then. It wasn't aye. any online gaming. Aye. So people were doing, like, connecting all their TVs together and... You know, like, that's what we used to do. We used to have like two TVs, aye, and then aye. you would put a. What we do is we'd put a till over the uh-huh. other guy, so the other guy couldn't see where you were. Yeah. So you had a proper like gaming experience, like you would online now. Now yeah. it's so easy. Yeah. Back, Back then, then you had to fucking get two aye. TVs, hook them up together, put a till across, strap a, t- a, a forty-five kilogram aye. TV aye, those to big your back, CRT ones aye, the and then walk to your pal's house. It's crazy. Um, yeah so there was that there was also I thought it was like I haven't properly looked into it so perhaps they were 
more pivotal to this than what I assume, but they pretty much tried to take credit for Netflix becoming a digital entity. Mm. And I thought that was a bit strange. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I know Netflix started out and they were, like, mail-order. Like, they were, like, a mail-order blockbuster. But in the documentary, they were like, and we went to Netflix and said, why don't you just do it digitally? And then Netflix became the biggest thing ever, and I'm pretty sure that's not how it went. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that it wasn't Xbox going, you should, you you know, look, we're just now outside here, but you should do that digitally. And then they did, like, but that is sort of how they made it sound. They were asking them to do it on their console. Aye, but I'm pretty sure they made it sound like they broached broached Netflix and went, why don't you do digital instead of this? And you could come to Xbox, whereas I'm pretty sure that they were already going digital and Xbox just went, oh, you could put it in our system if you want. So it was almost like they tried to take a lot more credit for it, which you would. I would as well. Uh, and the only other thing I would say was that, like, and I suppose, again, you would do this, they really skimmed over the Xbox One generation. Like, they, they, they <laughs> don't be wrong, like, I thought they were brutally honest about how much they fucked the launch of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, fair play to Don Ma- Matrix or Matrix for actually being interviewed because he was fucking hunted out of that company after really? that Xbox One launch because he made such an absolute colossal arse of it. Who It was He was the guy that was like, oh, it's all about TV. Uh, oh, so that, that, that fucking that, idiot. That. And then before the Xbox even One even launched, he was huckled straight out they the were, door. It was more like a home entertainment. Aye. They didn't even mention games no. at the start. and that was Aye. all him. And yeah. so he had to fall on the sword and he was gone. So honestly, like I think the guy is a muppet but fair play to him for doing that documentary because mm. he's a millionaire I'd have just been like you know what that's just a miscalculation right. isn't it <clears throat> yeah basically like, you've you've got all these other features and you're like surely people want to know about this but you're forgetting the core concept this yeah. is a Aye. gaming console yeah. it's not a home entertainment hub it's a gaming console that does all this other shit yeah you know what I mean that's the way I always look at oh, it it's I a definitely. games console that you can do other cool shit on mm-hmm. but it's not like a Home entertainment hub, you know, that's not the way I kind of look at it. Yeah, but like, so like I did, I mean, I thought, I mean, I can't imagine Sony doing a documentary like this and being as honest as Microsoft were. So, I mean, massive credit to them, but I did think there was just like a couple of things like they totally owned the botch of this Xbox One, but then they completely jumped from there to the launch of the Xbox One X, Uh. like completely missing out a barren couple of years i mean there was a there was, aye, there was at one well, point where playstation basically wiped the phone aye, there was there was a point where they went over two years without a single exclusive triple a game aye. and that's where playstation killed them was their exclusive aye. games they were yeah. amazing aye. every single one they brought out was brilliant aye. and all throughout xbox the, all throughout the xbox one ps4 generation aye, like sony compete. were just hitting them with punch after punch after punch yeah and uh so they did skip over that a bit but i mean again you would wouldn't you like I, and to be honest, I was I was way more interested with the earlier stuff. Same, yeah. And that is what they focused on. It was I thought it was really interesting to see. I had seen this before, but I think it was at CEX when they were announcing the console for the first time, and he's on the stage, and the fucking thing wouldn't turn yeah. on. Oh, can you imagine being that guy? He'd have just been like. Because Bill Gates is there putting his name to it in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's putting his weight. On. He's putting his weight behind it. 
There's a guy f- under the stage soldering stuff, and you're nah, like, that's "Fuck yeah!" That's kind of how a lot of these things work because it's like the same way Apple and stuff like that. They had issues when they were doing shit like that, and you've got like uh, the first Apple's no working. Or the, it's it's fucked, and they're like literally backstage soldering <laughs> yeah. shit together, and then just hoping it works when they go on the floor, and it just happens to like yeah. turn out all right. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's like fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing, isn't it? crazy fake it till you make it pretty much aye that's kind of what they had to do like a, a lot I just I thought it was really interesting I liked a lot of the footage they had as well and they didn't necessarily the rock, no the rock yes they didn't necessarily paint um, what's his fucking CEO what's his name Peter Moore no we'll just talk him a second ago fucking or Matrix no I forgot his name. I could Bill Gates. Bill Gates. They didn't particularly <laughs> paint Bill Gates in that great a light either. Like, they talked about him being an absolute lunatic, like, when they were having meetings and stuff like that, where he would just call you the biggest piece of shit in the world and tell you you were useless at everything. And, like, I thought that was quite interesting. I mean, obviously, most CEOs in his at his level are like that like apparently Steve Jobs was an absolute fucking wanker yeah, but mm-hmm. I, and that's, at that level they probably all are but I thought mm-hmm. it was quite interesting that they I don't want to be a certain type of person to yeah and be so driven like so driven where you probably you don't care about other people's mm-hmm. feelings in a way because you're so focused yeah. on what your goal is and that's you, you kind of need people like that mm-hmm. you can't expect them to be all nicey nicey and no. be a nice boss they're, they're type of person for a reason but I just I thought they went they went into it more than I thought they would given the fact that it's a Microsoft documentary like mm-hmm. I thought they would skim over the fact that he was been uh, a prick to everybody mm-hmm. so that, that was quite what interesting what was the other guy as well forget his name the, the big oh, ball guy oh Steve Ballmer Aye, he him. seemed like a fucking rocket didn't he a wee bit and they uh, showed him like he quite... I kept getting quite amped up like Aye. I had a fucking I would... no, 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 no. all that kind of shit oh, fucking hell okay I would not have wanted to be around him he's no, a done man not work under him not a chance yeah and then Halo like I, I knew Halo had didn't have an easy development cycle but the first Halo like I didn't realise it was as bad as that and it was playtesting mm. awful and the frame rate was all over the place and obviously just came together right at the end yeah, you've not played much of the Halos at all, have you? Really? No, it's this space shooters aren't really my thing. Like, mm. I do want to try the new one, but it's just not. I mean, back on the original Xbox, like when Halo, I think it would be Halo Two. I did do like the local multiplayer and mm. all that sort of stuff, and like split screen. Like, I played a lot of it then, uh, but it was only the the multiplayer, not the campaign. See, in, in the campaign, there's the wee grunts they call them, right? They're like wee tiny. Yeah, they almost look like fucking wee kind of tortoises, right? They've got like a wee shell in the back, but they come up with the funniest lines. Like you'll be shooting, and then they'll run away, and then they'll kind of like be like coming back into the wee patrol route, and they'll be like, "Are you still there? Are you are you still angry? You know what I mean?" And then and then they see you, and they're like, "Oh no!" And you shoot them. Honestly, you need to look up some of these the the lines they come out with. It's so funny. I need to see that. Are you still? Uh, and I thought, like, I mean, it's all a lot of this stuff is stuff that thinking about it, you know, but the documentary sort of brought home, like, mm. Xbox really did pioneer online gaming. Mm. Like, it totally, mm. I mean, it, you have to imagine it would have happened anyway, given the way the internet has become so pivotal to everything in life ever. Like, your toaster's fucking connected to the internet these days. But uh. it was Microsoft pushing it. Mm. 
Like you got to remember, like even when the PlayStation Three launched a year after the Three Hundred and Sixty, its online store was a web page. Mm. Like I mean, Sony were miles behind with stuff like that, and Xbox yeah. really did push that stuff forward. That is the advantage of coming for the Microsoft bit, though. Yeah, exactly. The, aye. The, that helped. That helped with the, that side of stuff, but obviously, the fact that they didn't have like a. I mean, place like PlayStation have already get the infrastructure set up for making consoles and shit like that, and, yeah. and the distribution routes and all that. Whereas Microsoft are like, fuck who? Well, they even said that in an episode. Like, who do we get to make this fucking thing? Nah. And they're going to everybody, going, will you make this? And they're like, well, no, because we know all the money's in the software, and mm. you're fucking making all that. So why would we make the bit that's not going to make a lot of the money? Because nah. you have to take a hit on it mm. for it to for you to make money in the end you know what I mean that's kind of mental I thought the uh, not to completely dump on uh, Don Matrix either but he, <laughs> he had a good line at one point in one of them I think it was the fifth episode and he said uh, for Europe and North America it was the top selling device and you're like right when you're having to qualify stuff and then he went on and he said against all odds Xbox basically won that second generation, and like, see when you have to say they because they basically didn't. Won. Like the, the sort of public opinion is that Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty beat PlayStation Three, but in worldwide right. sales, like it, it didn't. Right. Um, but it did in key markets like America and Europe. But like, I mean, uh. you, you literally couldn't give an Xbox away for free in Japan. Like at that time, they're warming up to it a bit now, but at the time they weren't. And like, so at the time, like you had like Xbox, they were coming out and they were always had these wee qualifiers in when they were like, we won, kinda. We did this, uh, sort of. If you look at it this way. <laughs> and like, don't get wrong, see if I was like in that position, I'd be like, fucking the exact same thing. I'd be looking thing. for a way to spin it. Let's cherry pick the data here. So uh-huh. it, but it, was just, it was just funny because even just now, like, I mean, Microsoft's back to doing well, mm-hmm. but even now, like, mm-hmm. they will not announce console sales. Like, they do not give numbers. Like, PlayStation do, but... surely? No. They've How can got, they've you not got, find them out? They're a uh, public company. They, they can't... For the last couple of years, they've been estimating and stuff like that but nah, it was if it somebody was, wants to find out it's a, for a public company and you can find out all their records well honestly so like i mean can go and get that for years i've been reading and they, they, est- they have to estimate it every time they reckon nah. that the playstation 4 outsold the xbox one by about three to one overall but they couldn't tell because microsoft just will not give numbers they'll give game pass numbers but they won't give console sale numbers and like i would estimate that the, in this current generation the Xbox must be pretty close I think I don't think there'll be a lot in it at all but you'll know the day that they overtake them because that's they'll when they'll, that's when they'll yeah. give a number I wonder if they're sort of I mean would you count both the S and X in a yeah definitely yeah because they've obviously pitched two I'd still I think that counts I think you'd, you'd add them both together PlayStation have got a digital and a a disc version that's a hundred pound difference so yeah. aye I'm pretty sure they'd be counting both mm. uh, and I mean obviously if you're on the Xbox side aye definitely but but yeah no they painted themselves in a good light it was a good documentary to make I think it was a good idea to put it on YouTube as well because it you're getting your maximum audience and I think mm-hmm. like as much as they were honest to a point obviously we spoke about a few things that were a wee bit off but they were honest, I think, for the most part. And I think they shone themselves in a good light. And I think the stuff that they did sort of own up to and poke fun at themselves about, 
they did it in such a way that made them look like not Microsoft. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I certainly have an image of Microsoft not, where they, I they are the serious company. They can't laugh at themselves. They're not happy if something doesn't go their way. Whereas this totally seemed more mm-hmm. like they were just like willing to. They seemed cool. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the cool company, mm-hmm. and like I think. Well, I always kind of look. I think Sony, like in my head, they're always kind of more the funnier, cooler company. He's mind mm-hmm. that a bit where they were talking about the confusion over being able to swap games, that and then so PlayStation funny. came out with that. Here's how you swap a game on PlayStation. Hi, hi. And then just like kind of smile <laughs> at the camera. And I then just swap the game over. It's it's so funny. I remember I watched that live. Like I stayed up for that. At E3 and see when they did it I remember I honestly Funny. nearly had to pick my jaw up off the ground I was like I can't believe they did that because that was such so a funny. fucking dick slap to the face especially like because they came straight out and they were like by the way stay at these guys our console's three ninety nine, and then yeah. later on they're like ah, here's how you pass like Jesus man that was a hammer blow that that was a good one it was good I but yeah, no, great documentary. If anyone hasn't watched it, I highly recommend checking it out. Six episodes, each one's about 40 minutes. Yeah. Well worth your time. Okay. Now, if you have not played the award-winning The Piggy D and you are looking for a shitty platinum... I think I found Spectre Woods won, won the award. Oh, was it? It sorry. was. I got your fucking facts oh, straight. Oh, sorry. Yep. Six, man. And your facts didn't before you fire them, love. I mean... If you've not played any of the shows, literally the number one award, right? <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. in fact, one just before we do move on, mm-hmm. also we do have Xbox to thank for achievements and trophies because tr- uh, achievements launched with the 360 in 2005, and Sony oh, didn't right. add trophies until 2008, and they only did it because folk loved achievements. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Microsoft, you have made this next segment possible thank with your you. brilliance. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so, yeah, if you have played all the shitty Platinums that we have spoken about... Oh, only Chris has played all the shitty <laughs> Platinums. <laughs> um, fear not, there is another one for this week, and guess what? It's festive. Oh, oh, oh. Tell us more, Craig. This beauty <laughs> is called Santa's Workshop. Wow. Um, and it released yesterday, and it's fabulous. Right. Mm-hmm. I fabulous! Believe, I believe there's six stacks of it because you can get it on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and that'll be in the UK US and I think the Asian store as well so you can get six a plethora (laughs) a plethora it's like Christmas has come early pretty much right pretty much it's only £1.19 right a wee stocking filler exactly exactly (laughs) right so much good news I know so this game is atrocious. You, it's made by Webnetics, and what you do is you start off and there's three sprouts on the screen, and each time you press Brussels sprouts. No, no, just little sprouts. And so you press X. <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> what's, a, what's a sprout? Little, little, little tree sprouts. <laughs> each time you press X, the oh tree grows a little bit more. Right, I think I would estimate didn't count. You'd have to press X seven times for the tree to fully grow. Christmas tree, right? Right. Okay. So that gets you three Christmas trees, and then once you press X, stump. Again, right. 
That's a tree stump you're talking about, not a sprout. <laughs> That's not how they start. They don't start with a tree stump and then grow. Well, it's, like a wee, it's not called it's a, not a sprout. sprout, though. You, it's, it's, a sp- it's starting to sprout. <laughs> <laughs> you can oh sprout God. right out the door. <laughs> Fucking idea. <laughs> no. No you can understand that. why I thought it was a Brussels sprout, though, given the festive theme we're going for here. Yeah. What even is a Brussels sprout? <laughs> a vegetable. Right. Well, that explains my lack of knowledge on it. You're joking. <laughs> you, you just... You, you know what a Brussels sprout was? No. <laughs> I know you don't like greens, but you know what a Brussels sprout was, surely. What is a Brussels sprout? Is that it? Yes, he does. No, but I'm just had him there. Look at him. Look at him. He's fucking raging. Loves a sprout. Anyway, so I'd estimate you have to press this about seven times to get the tree fully, three trees fully grown. Then when you press X again, those trees disappear. You've banked those trees. Trees come from seeds, by the way. No. But it's not a seed once it's come out of the thing. It's sprouting up. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, each each time you f- fully grow these trees, it then banks them. And so what you have to do is you keep pressing X and you get maybe 60 trees. Then you press R1. That takes you into Santa's workshop. Ooh. Then you press X to turn those trees into toys. And when you turn these trees into toys, bizarrely, you get money for it. Not sure that's how Santa works, but... No. We're all with it. And so you basically just keep going back and forth doing this until you make 16,000 uh, Santa coins. Because <laughs> that's, that's how Christmas works. Apparently Santa gets paid in Santa coins every Jesus time. Christ. So I think what happens is we, as parents, send Santa coins to Santa mm-hmm. and then he produces mm-hmm. sprouts, mm-hmm. which then talk- make trees. And then these trees make Xboxes. Is it not wooden toys that they're creating if it's from if a it's tree? traditional, yeah. No, no, it creates Xboxes and stuff out of them. Right. Okay. I'm not sure how I, that I believe in. I believe in the game it is little toy trains and stuff, yes. Mm. And, yes, you do this. It takes about five minutes. Too long. No, no. I'm only one stack deep. I've got five more to go. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I should also, before we move on... No, let's la- move on. Last week you inquired how many PlayStation 5 Platinums I have. I did. Right, yeah. so I did the research. Right. I okay. asked you not to. Right, I know you, you did. If you, you remember did. that as well. You did, but I was like a dog with a bone. <laughs> and so I went to the aforementioned PSN profiles. Yep. Filtered yep. by Platinum. Yep. Filtered PlayStation 5 only. Yep. And with Santa's workshop today, 40. 40 on PlayStation 5. Now, I have done more on PlayStation 5, but there were PlayStation 4 versions that I did on PlayStation 5. You still with me? Good. Thanks for clearing that. Good. All the more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Should be platinum confirmed. Okay, keeping on the somewhat festive chat, we are turning now to movie night. Normally it's gaming movie night, a gaming-inspired movie, but however, it's Christmas, so we are doing Christmas movies just for the fun of it. This week we watched, and we hope you watched too, The Night Before, which was released in 2015 and has become a staple annual 
tradition that we yeah. now watch since then. It's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Really good. <laughs> if it's not part of your Christmas itinerary, then fuck off. It needs to be. It's so good. I love it. I watch it every year. It's so fucking good. It's weird though. Like I don't know. Like I don't think there's a reason for this, but like, see, with Home Alone, like I'll have that on in the background and watch it. Like as we've went through, like multiple times. Whereas I feel like with the night before, I want to watch it once every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like a proper watch. Yeah. Like I don't feel like. And actually invested in it. Uh huh. Like Home Alone, like I'll watch a couple of times front to back, but the rest of the time, like I can, it's one you can have on in the background. Whereas I feel with like the night before, you need to be watching it all the time because it's just yeah. so good. Yeah, I wonder if it, that's in part though because Home Alone came out in nineteen ninety, and you've probably watched it. You know, not to give away your age, but you know what I mean. That many years, whereas night before, not as many years. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. I find it quite surprising that I enjoy it so much because I feel like there's a lot of like male humour in it. You know, he's about to become a dad and the issues around that. There's drugs involved, which normally I would be against and not find as funny, but they just, I don't know, the, the, the Rogan, three main though. characters are just Aye. so good. Seth Rogen is very much at home playing <laughs> a character that is fucked out his head. I really like uh, Josen. Josen? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, he's, he's really a good. good. My favourite bit with him is when the guy tells him to put on his like happy face when he's been the, an elf at the start, or what more, is uh-huh. more whimsical, yeah. more whimsical. <laughs> it's so see, he's, see to be fair, his whimsical face is top <laughs> notch so in it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's a so belter of a face. Like I, you could ask a thousand people to put on a whimsical face, and they couldn't <laughs> do the yeah. job that he does with yeah. that face. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite well done. I love the whole, like, see when uh, Seth Rogen's wife gives him the wee uh, box of drugs yeah. and he's going through it and it's just so stupid. There's, like a, there's this tiny wee joint that you'd burn your finger trying to light. Like, and she's like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know quantities. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's like one of each, isn't it? Aye, there's one, one of every drug in the world that she got off Craigslist. <laughs> Brilliant. It was funny. I love mm. as well, like one of my favourite bits is when see when Seth Rogen's in the toilet and he makes the video about how they shouldn't have the baby. Mm-hmm. Oh mm. my god, he's just like, fuck you baby, fuck you! And he's going absolutely mental at it. It's so... We should not be having this fucking, fucking did baby. You relate, did you relate to that? Yeah, that I should have watched that closer <laughs> before we had children. Mm. It was too late, that was 2015. Was... We're only one deep at that point. <laughs> there was still time. There was still time to save us. <laughs> I like this like, heart behind it as well, because I like the story with his... Uh, the reason why they do this, yeah, you know what I mean. It's quite this like a heart, heart. There's heart behind it, mm. whereas it's obviously like a. I wouldn't say it's a slapstick comedy, but it's like quite out there the comedy. Yeah, but it does like it's grounded with this like emotional story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, definitely. Kinda, that's what that's what keeps you grounded in it, and then it's obviously goes mental and all these different tangents throughout the night. Yeah. It's just, it's just something about it. I love just the, the feeling of the film gives you yeah. as well. I just, I just like, I just enjoy watching it. A few little Home Alone callbacks as well. I enjoyed them. Good. That bitch just Home Alone me. 
Yeah, and that, I like the whole like it's all, they've got like the Christmas past, the Christmas present, the Christmas future with Mister Green. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant, by the way. Yeah. He's underrated. Yeah, I think he does a cracking job. Aye, I love the bit as well. It's kind of underrated bit, but see when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets attacked by the Santas, mm-hmm. and um, they've got a hold of him, and he's like, uh, "Are you sure this is just about Santa?" And he's like. Yes, it's about this and only this. Like, it feels like it's about something else. No, it's not. <laughs> He's just refusing to admit that no. it's clearly about something else. No. In fact, see, just on that scene, we got some uh, feedback, and I'll just read one of them at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it was Davey had said, uh, the only thing that could have made this film better is Jason... Is it Manzukis? I can never pronounce his second name. Huh? Uh, Manzukis having a bigger role. His character from the league would have been epic in this. And mm. I do agree. Like I Jason. love that oh, guy. Jason yeah, there. he's one of the Santas, and he's such That's a small right. role in it. But like, the league's something we found a few years ago, and it's it's an exceptional comedy. Oh, and he fuck. and he's so over the top in it. And see him as a bigger role. I'd love to see him mm. as his character in the league and a slightly bigger role in that film, just going ape shit because he's hilarious in it. Ah, he's funny. Yeah, it's Is funny. this Pimento from mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like he's he's only in it for two minutes. He's good, don't we wrong, but like, and I wouldn't have wanted him necessarily to be like the fourth member of the main cast, mm-hmm. but as a slightly bigger role, like I do totally agree uh, with Davy. Like I think that would have been that would have been cool, yeah. definitely. Aye, the whole the whole thing, the whole thing, just what a film. It had no right to be as good as it was. I don't know. Oh, it came out of nowhere for me. I I remember just what I remember. I didn't watch it until a few years after it came out, and I kind of went the night before. Cause I don't know if I was looking through either Joseph Gordon-Levitt's filmography or Seth Rogen's, and I looked and I seen it one day, and I was like, the night before, when the fuck's that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we'll watch that. And then, like, I remember watching it, and I even I think I've got it on my Instagram, actually. You know what? I think I actually do see. I mentioned it, like, because I don't put a lot on my Instagram. I only put, like, stuff that I really want to say. I think you watched it the year after it came out because oh, I'm I did. sure it's here's 2016 uh, actually. and it was like about May or June it's Ju- June the 20th mm-hmm. I've put I've just put a picture of the the DVD case or whatever and I've put this might be one of the funniest films I've ever seen see right as I said at the start with a condom to the face mm-hmm. I have a good memory in some ways and then I remember I forget large periods of time yes I just remembered that he watched that in May or June of 2016. I know, that's weird. <laughs> and the reason I do is because he texted me saying, this is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. You need to watch it. And at mm-hmm. the time, call back, I was on a boat back from Aaron. Right. When I got from the, Aaron. From Aaron. <laughs> when I got it, I was over there for work. <laughs> And I got the text from you saying right. you need to watch this. And I remember being adamant, fuck off. It's a Christmas film and it's fucking June. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did what any so waited. What any non rapist would do and waited <laughs> until the tree was up and, and then, then watched, watched it. it. Right. Uh, so that's why I remember. Yeah, right. I there, there's obviously quite a lot of releases that do get 
put out on Boxing Day. I don't know if this was one of them, but like Office Christmas Party, I'm sure came out when whatever year it came out. It was mm. Boxing Day, mm. and I'm, I feel like with that we waited a year to watch it as well because we were like it's after Christmas. We can't watch it. Now. <laughs> I mean, even even still, if it was, it was even if it was just before Christmas, it's out in the cinema, and we don't get a chance to go to the cinema. So by the mm. time it came out on DVD, yeah. you're talking having to wait to the next year anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that was another one we had to wait because mm. I remember Office Christmas Party coming out and going. I would really like that guy from uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, we need to wait though. And then we waited the next year and again, <laughs> fucking thought it was great. Sake. It was brilliant. We need to wait. <laughs> you really don't, but I could see, see where you're coming from a little bit. But if she has to be up. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. But yeah, no, the, th- the three <laughs> adult Christmas films that are, to me, are must watches is The Night Before, Office Christmas Party, and Dad's Home Too. Mm-hmm. And we've We've smashed it like the three of them in the what last about, week. What uh, about Christmas Vacation? The National Lampoon's on. I'm going to watch that this week. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've, I think I've seen it. We like, put we put what? it on our Christmas Advent calendar, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I think you'll maybe know certain bits from it because yeah. it's a classic. I've seen it in my childhood. I don't remember the yeah. full story. I, I think I'm going to watch it as well. Or something. Yeah. Nah, I'm I want to watch it because I, I, I don't be wrong. It's one of these ones that maybe I'll put on and be like, "No, nah, I have seen it," but I. Yeah. I couldn't tell you if I have or not. I don't think mm, I have. I have definitely seen it. Like, see, I missed a lot of this stuff because, like, when I was young, it was just me and my mum. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't have, like, a brother or sister that's like, you need to watch, or a dad that was like, you need to watch this stuff. Aye, Do you know what I mean? So, like, I, I feel like, I had friends and stuff like that, obviously, that we, we, we would get together and watch loads of stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like, like, National Lampoons was before my time. Mm-hmm. And so, I would have needed mm. someone from an older generation to be like, you need to watch this. Yeah. And my mum wasn't that type of person yeah, that sat and watched films. Yeah. No, that's right. I just didn't really. Be- before we do move on, the another underrated bit, and I think it was a Home Alone callback. See when Seth Rogen is outside the church and he's talking to the mm-hmm. uh, the plastic ornaments. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's obviously. Well, I choose to believe it's a callback to when Kevin like, hides in there mm-hmm. in Home Alone mm-hmm. 1. And then he goes into he goes, in, he, goes, he goes into the church and he thinks that baby's staring at him. And, and then when he <laughs> it's funny. And they decides he needs to get out and he gets halfway down the aisle, is sick everyone and he starts, <laughs> Oh Jesus, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop. I know, it's so good. <laughs> Excellent. Right. How many mince pies are we voting the night? Five. Five. I'm gonna go four. Honestly. Yeah, I do love it. I don't be wrong. I do love it. But Cake's face. Just yeah, four. Yeah, she's allowed to market where she wants to market. <laughs> supposed to be getting married to this woman now. Yeah. <laughs> she's given four mince pies to the night before. I thought you were joking. That's incredible. <laughs> it's good. That's not a bad. Four's not a bad. It's score. a good score. This is going to take some good I would over. jump on your shock if you give it a three. Yeah. But four's still good. Okay, so... I'm I was not... already for a speech about how three weeks in a row we'd all give something five. Did <laughs> the listeners vote? They did. I'll just acquire that. Let's hope they've got better taste than you. Yep, listener votes are in 179 voters. Oh, it's an order. Uh, 52% gave it 5 33% gave it 4 so you do have some backers Jess quite a lot of them actually 9% gave it 3 4% gave it 2 and 2% gave it 1 
the usual fuckery that goes on. I don't think... Well, we must have at some point. I don't know if we've ever had one of the numbers be at zero. We probably have at some point. I'd like to know, honestly, what they didn't like about it. But don't be wrong. There's some people... Maybe there's a few people that were genuinely like, ah, three. I can see that. Maybe it's not your type of humour. Some people really don't like Seth Rogen. And fair enough. If you don't, you don't. But... You can't give it a one. That can be the only reason somebody would give it a one is that you don't like the actors. Uh, I They're think, not I, your cup of tea. I think even then, giving it a one, you're just trying to be a dick. Because if you don't like Seth Rogen, you would still be like, right, but I do like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well. And then we, we sort of just skim over the black guy. What's his name? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. He's good as well. He is sort of the... Th- He's kind of the third wheel, though, isn't he? Of the three. Mm. In terms of, like, my three characters, do you know what I mean? Like, I like his character, and I think he does add a lot to it, but I feel like, to me, Seth Rogen's the star. Mm. Like, he's my favourite in it, just because I think he has so many standout moments. Mm-hmm. Like, see when he gets the bit of blood in that drink, and he, <laughs> he just goes... There's a couple of times when something say, someone says something, he just does that face when he's, like, super serious. <laughs> <laughs> just every time I see it, I just buckle. Okay, so to wrap things up, we will do our pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. <laughs> oh, we're out of tune this week. Right, let's go again. Let's do it. Come on. Pick, pick of the, of the week. week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week, pick of the week, sale of the week. Yeah, so we are going back a little and not picking a brand new game that's out this week because there is no new game out this week, basically. There's a few, but they're shite. Yeah, so what is it then? Well, I had actually (laughs) forgot to choose something, so (laughs) so I did it while we're recording. After us talking about The Wolf Among Us, I thought... Great game. Bet that's on sale. And it is. Oh, well. It is currently on sale, full season, on Xbox, £2.99. And so, I think anyone that hasn't played that should bloody well play it. Um, Okay, so, yeah, to end this episode, we just want to say a massive thank you to those of you who have listened to the podcast from the start and those who have joined along the way. We hope you've enjoyed the journey and will stick with us into the new year where we we will have some plans to take the podcast forward and keep bringing you entertaining content every week. As we mentioned, there will be one last episode next Thursday, episode 52, which will be our top five games of the year. And the first episode in 2022 will release on the 6th of January and we'll be looking forward to the year ahead. Thanks again for listening and as always, please help spread the word by sharing the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Get on your roof, get your megaphone out. We are, Aaron. (laughs) We are, pure dead gaming. (laughs) For all the world to hear. (laughs) Bye. Bye. The Pure Dead Gaming Podcast.